Hello, everyone, and welcome to Be You Live. I am so excited about today's episode and glad that you guys joined in. Today, I'm honored to have my husband back with me today as we talk about marriage moments. So I want to start doing at least like once a month to talk about marriage because it was definitely a, a significant part in starting my podcast. We uh, did several different series about marriage and family and parenting. Um, and my husband and my family is such a huge part of my life. So that's why I wanted to do this segment today called Marriage Moments. And let me tell you, marriage is amazing. It is a challenge. It has highs, lows, fun, fulfilling moments, and it is ever evolving. It is, it is work. So today we just want to talk about us and catch up and talk about what we've been up to lately. So, of course, with COVID-19, it is the ever hot topic of the coronavirus. And one of the things that we recently experienced, so it's actually been a couple months ago now, my husband and I uh, contracted COVID. Um, you know, we were very careful, um, but, you know, it, it happened. And it was so odd because I remember when it happened, you know, I actually worked in the room uh, at home. And I just felt really tired. And he was like, babe, I'm not feeling well. And I wound up checking his temperature and he was wearing a fever. And like, what was it, babe? Maybe like an hour later, he yeah. checked mine and I was running a fever too. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was crazy how it happened. I mean, back to back. I mean, I wasn't feeling well. Then all of a sudden she started not feeling well and my fever came on and I was like, man, you know, uh, I didn't know what to think. I was just like, wow. I mean, it just happened all of a sudden. I was doing fine. I was actually outside playing basketball with the boys and I, I started feeling not, not well. And I said, well, let me, let me go sit down, drink some water. And I finally, you know, I went and took a shower and I just laid in the room I'm like, man, I'm not feeling good. And it just came, I mean, back to back, it just came so fast. And I'm like, wow, what happened? And you know, at first we thought it was just, you know, maybe I had a stomach bug or something. So we kind of laid around. Uh, the fever actually broke in a couple of days, you know, and I was like, oh, Lord, you know, we were praying, like, hope it's not COVID. You know, we were actually not even speaking COVID. We was like, don't even speak it. You know, we don't have it. You know, uh, we don't know where we got it from because we hadn't really been anywhere. Um, but long story short, uh, we went and got tested after about five days. We went and got tested and it took an additional five days to get the results. So 10 days total, we were uh, diagnosed with COVID. So it was no fun, man. I tell you, cause you don't, you see all of the horror stories and all of the miscommunication, you know, on the, uh, you know, on the TV and everywhere you turn, you know, everybody's got their own uh, vantage point, viewpoint, you know, tips on how to, you know, get through it or, you know, the mortality rate. But, uh, you know, I was just like, Lord, you know, I mean, we were just praying and just like, you know, like, Lord, please get us through this, you know, and God is so faithful, you know, because even in the, in the times of us being sick together, we were actually growing closer together. We were praying. We were, you know, just us in the room. I mean, it was just like we had our own little service in the room, you know, and God, you know, doing what he do best. You know, he came through, you know, in the nick of time and we're on the other side. And I'm, I'm just so grateful to be, you know, still here. You know, God is so good. Yeah, I think I think one of the points I want to um, bring up with with going through having COVID because we see all the stuff on the news. Some people think it's not real and this and that. Let me tell you, it is not like the flu. 
not at all. Do not believe the hype. <laughs> it I mean, is it's somewhat similar. Yeah, but. some symptoms. It 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 is. If it was co to compare it to the flu, it would be the flu on crack then, because it not only attacks your body with running the fever, it yeah. it attacks your your mental state. Yeah. Um, because it, you know, I remember just feeling like, you know, you're you're questioning delirious. You're right, delirious, the breathing. And I didn't have a cough. And then it's funny because a lot of things came out about how it attacked men more harshly. And, you know, I didn't have a cough, but I had this constant thing where I felt like I had to clear my throat and um, I lost my smell and taste, which babe, you know, didn't. Um, but he had the cough. And I remember just the, um, I think the fatigue was one yeah, of the the fatigue was, Terrible. I mean, I never experienced fatigue like that. If I mean, I felt like literally that, I mean, in a, for, for lack of a better word, I felt like when I went to sleep that I probably wasn't going to wake up. It was just that deep. Terrible. It sent me almost into a pre-coma state. Like I had to sleep or my body was just going to shut down. And I'm just like, wow. You know, I was scared to go to sleep. I was jumping out of my sleep, you know, different pains in different areas, you know, uh, muscle aches, you know, just in various areas. I mean, I think my feet was cramping one day and, you know, my chest, uh, the back of my head on the right side was just constantly, you know, just kind of just throbbing. And I'm like, what in the world, you know? So it was a scary, I mean, you know, our faith was definitely tested, you know, it was, you know, and, and it took me a while. It took me almost a month to really, well, actually almost a month and a half to really yeah. get my energy levels back to where I could, you know, like play basketball, ride my bike. You know, y'all know I'm an avid biker. I love biking and I couldn't even ride my bike, you know? So it was, it was really, it, it was really depressing. I felt like, man, you know, I mean, I'm looking at some of the stories where they said, you know, people having symptoms and they're not going away ever. And I'm like, my wife just kept praying for me. She just kept, you know, cause she had gotten better. You know, and she just kept saying, baby, you're not everybody. You, you know, God still has purpose. You you, you will be fine. You will get through. She just kind of kept me because I was going through. I was battling because I'm used to handling everything on my own. I'm used to taking care of everything. And it was mentally draining for me, you know, uh, not to have control and not to know what to do, you know, because, you know, not only am I an avid biker, but I also research like health foods and natural cures and stuff like that. And I was trying everything. I'm eating garlic, clothes. I'm eating. <laughs> I had uh, my wife's like, babe, stop taking all this stuff. <laughs> you had elderberry, which elderberry did help. The oranges, we tried the natural breathing treatments, which that helped a lot too. Thank God none of our kids, none of our kids had it. Um, yeah. This was after Ariana's graduation, so she was able to drive. And shout out to her because she took she she held home down. Yeah, she did. Her and uh, <laughs> our best friend Turquoise yes. and her family, they were still here. They stayed a couple of days to try to yes. take care of us because they didn't know what it was either. So, yes. Nice. Shout out to y'all, man. Hey, we owe y'all big time. Y'all real MVP. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was definitely the, the after effects that people don't talk about. Because I even, uh, Kamala Harris mentioned that who knows if later it'll be a pre-existing health condition. And, mm -hmm. you know, praying that that's definitely not it. But we wanted to share our experience because some people don't talk about that after effect. Or even like, yeah. there's days sometimes now, and I'm definitely a high energy 
uh, person, baby. It's, it's some days that you still just feel like drained. Like mm, yeah. I have to sleep today. Like it's yeah. it or to stay focused. You know, yeah. you you it takes a lot of mental strength to stay focused since since going through that. And I know, like like Babe said, afterwards, um, you know, like I said, it hitting the men heart more harsh. It was it was definitely hard seeing him go through that because, like you said, he 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 handles things not being able to. Um, just do his normal every day was challenging it was a and, challenge yeah it built our relationship a lot because like you said the conversations that we would have laying there or afterwards the encouraging the loving on each other the encouraging each other that we that we had to do even in this you know of going through this sickness together was it, yeah. after being together so many years it, it it gave a new light to some things it did it did we had some conversations and i think you know with the whole COVID pandemic it kind of slowed us down you know because we were so we were on the go like i'm working you know getting in you know fixing dinner helping kids with homework so you get into that routine and sometimes you forget like hey you know getting you know get get in touch with your spouse you know get in touch with your you know your partner and a lot of times, you by the time it's time for that time, you sleepy, you ready to go to bed, you know? And I mean, and it's just like, I think COVID has slowed us down. It's put us at home. It has enhanced, you know, certain areas, you know, whether that be good or bad for some people. You know, I mean, I'm hearing some stories about domestic violence and people that are, you know, at home with each other. They're forced to be at home. Now the anger is coming out because they have no outlet. I mean, I'm just grateful that me and my wife have a great friendship. We don't have that issue, but... You know, um, we're definitely praying for families that are going through that. I mean, I want to put a staple there, you know, um, you know, if you are experiencing any type of domestic violence, get some help, you know, yeah. get some help because a lot of times we have, especially men, I can only speak from my standpoint, we have a lot of pride. Oh, we don't need no help. We don't, we don't, you know, I'm good. I don't want everybody in my business. People going to judge me. People going to look at me crazy. But at the end of the day, if you need help, you need help. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need help, you need to get some help, you know, so um, I said all that to say, you know, it was just it enhanced a lot of things, you know, us having those conversations and being slowed down and forced to be in there with each other. You know, we were in the trenches, you know, prayerfully in the trenches. I mean, yeah, you know, so it was definitely a blessing in disguise. It was. It was. And thank God that that we were able to take it as a time to communicate with each other. I definitely think that that was a big part of it. And then even to, you know, talk about the physical aspect of it, you know, it is draining. (laughs) It is draining. So, you know, I know my husband, you know, that, you know, he's even going through physical therapy still, you know, for his shoulder. Don't know if it was totally related, but it happened right after that. And I know some of the effects of, you know, attacking like your muscles and things is, you know, something that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, like I lost I said, weight. Yes. <laughs> weight, uh, you yes. know, that, that was a blessing. I've been working out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did lose some weight. But uh, also one other thing I want to touch on before I forget is the PTSD. I know, you you know, we think of you know, post-traumatic stress as a, you know, like maybe a war veteran or something like that. But going through being normally healthy and then all of a sudden coming to an abrupt 
in, stop or something like on the inside of you that you don't have any control over. Uh, after that, you know, I mean, I've, I missed a lot of engagements, you know, that I really wanted to go to, but it's just hadn't, having that stress, like of keeping my family safe, you know, I mean, it's just been slowly, you know, getting back to, you know, normal, you know, and I'm still not comfortable, you know, around a lot of people. You know, my wife's like, baby, calm down. I'm like, I'm just not comfortable. I mean, I need my mask, you know, because I don't want to go through that no more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think people that have never had it, they kind of take it lightly as if, you know, it ain't nothing. It's a hoax. I don't want to wear a mask. They trying to control me. But at the end of the day, you never know. You never know. So. I think, like you said, I think having it, it gives you that different perspective because unless you've been through it, you don't truly understand the weight of it. So it's easy to be like, oh, I'm just going to keep on doing me and this and that. And there are some people that are asymptomatic that never know. And that's the sad part is you run that risk because you don't know if you're asymptomatic or who has it or who doesn't. And the best measure is to be safe. And it was definitely unfortunate that we missed some huge, huge, like yeah. <laughs> huge, huge engagement. Thing. Yeah. Yes, with our families, and that that hit us hard. And you know, I know our families may not fully understand that either. But to lay in the bed, struggling to breathe, to question, man, should I go to sleep? Because I feel like I'm falling too deep into sleep. And to see all the stories on the news of people dying, um, young and old, is it's scary. It is scary. And I think. I thank God for our relationship with him. Um, and even, you know, my husband talking about like the PTS things, uh, PSP, <laughs> yes, disorder. talking about those things, because a lot of times in the African-American community, us women and men, we don't talk about mental health and how things impact us. So that was big talking about that, babe, because it's a lot of people that's going through that because it, yeah. it will leave you nervous, even walking through the grocery store or anything you hear. I know still when I hear somebody call for sneeze, I'm like, oh, I look oh. around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's crazy that you say that because like when I leave my mask, mask is like a part of my outfit now, you yeah. know, and it's just like, you know, a lot of people, they look at it and they be like, man, you know, you don't need those masks. But when you went through something, you know, and I don't want to continue to, you know, give COVID, you know, uh, the victory. I want to talk about, you know, how God, I mean, God is a healer. You know, he increased our testimony. You know, I know a lot of times, you know, I'm a, I'm a singer and sometimes, you know, we sing songs during praise and worship and, you know, we're singing them and, but we really hadn't experienced them. You know, when you when you have went through something, I remember the you know the old saints used to say, when you've been tested and you've been tried and you've been through, then that singing turns into a real like worshiping God in spirit and truth. So I just want to you know pause right there and just give God His praise, His honor is due. You know, because He is worthy of all the praise. You know. Yes. But, uh, yeah, God is good, man. You know, I'm I'm so excited. You know. Um, uh, my previous pastor used to say that the, uh, the devil thought he had me, but we got away. You know, uh, <laughs> shout out to Bishop Bacon's. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, and 
and thank you, babe, because I'm glad that we was able to have that conversation. And y'all may see me looking down because I'm looking at comments, too. And a lot of people are chiming in, talking about they're glad that we talked about this because it's good to know um, people that you know that went through it. And I think sometimes it's, you know, you some people say, you know, are talking about it. Others aren't. Um, I thank God that we didn't have to be hospitalized. Um, we had family that was. Um, but well, I drove. Well, I take. I did. I didn't mean to cut you off. But it got to the point to where I drove to the. Me and my wife drove to the hospital because I could not breathe, mm-hmm. and uh, I I walked in. And I checked. I had my mask on. And I checked. They checked my temperature. I had a little temperature, and the lady said, "All right. Well, give me just a second. I'll come back and get you." And when I was standing in that lobby, I said, "Lord, I know. I know you able." I said, "You know." And I began to just activate my faith. I said, "I don't want to go in here." I said, I know you're able to breathe down into me. I know you're able to breathe. I speak life and I speak it more abundantly. Yes. And when I, when I, when she turned around to come get me, I said, no, ma'am, thank you. I'm okay. And she said, what's wrong? I said, we're ready to get, take you back. I said, no, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'll come back. That's what I told her. I'll come back. And man, I tell you, me and my wife, we, we drove around the city and right. we just began to pray. And I said, Lord, I know you're able to activate these lungs. I know you're able to do anything but fail. I get kind of teary-eyed. I'm sorry about it, but I get when I think about how good God has been, I tell you, you know, He's proven Himself time and time throughout my life. But that was a pivotal moment for my faith in Him. And as we drove, I began to breathe better. Wife began to talk to me. She said, Baby, you breathing, you good, you good. And that was the only time that I had ever, you know, went to the hospital. After that, it just started getting better and better. So yeah yes yeah <laughs> yes yeah I, and it's it's crazy because and we've talked before when we've um we did the start the segments would be you live and talked about marriage how the pandemic is is it it brought us closer together because we you know because we slowed down and going through you know having COVID together was another layer of that um and can't help but say you know all things work together for the good and yeah. it doesn't feel like it in the process mm-hmm. but hindsight is definitely um 2020 um but so with that being said i want to jump into some more things because one of the things that we love to do and pre-pandemic we love to date each other like you know it it, it's what keep it fresh and my husband is I would say awesome at planning little impromptu dates um so <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about dating during the pandemic because right. it, after you know having it was like you know that nervous of leaving you know going out but we've been working through it and we make sure we are able to do things fun and in a safe way um so one of the things that we recently um uh, have uh, got involved in we found this group on Facebook um, they're called they're they're the Suttons and they have a page they have a podcast called uh, it's, it's sitting with the sitting, sitting with the Suttons uh-huh. sitting with the Suttons they're located out here in Houston Texas and they're native Houstonians a husband and wife and we found that they were doing a bike ride since the pandemic uh, they bike ride. Yeah, bikes and babe uh, for married couples. And since the pandemic, we really got into biking, our entire family, which has been fun. Our kids sometimes <laughs> are hilarious. 
are hilarious. <laughs> We've had some, look, so some funny times on our bike excursions. <laughs> um, but Bison Babe added a different element of that. It has been so much fun. We've met some amazing people. Great people. Yeah, some great people. Yeah. Uh, what was the first place we went? Uh, we we went down uh, Bray's Bayou. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Bayou here in Houston. And I'll tell you a funny story. We actually didn't get to. We signed oh. up for, for the first again. You don't want me to tell that, baby? Okay, I ain't going to tell that. No, go ahead. <laughs> it, look, it was, we had to even find the comedy in that. To keep yeah, yeah, yeah. So we so we we get there. We, you know, we greeting everybody. Man, everybody's excited about riding. But we get a we get down the hill about a mile into the trail, and uh, remind you we we bike every day for the most part. And almost every day. Mm -hmm. And my wife's tire blows out a mile into the uh, the event, and me and her looking at each other like, what? Like how? Like on today? <laughs> like you know how your kids show out in public? You're like, oh, you gonna show out today? Okay, I'm gonna get you when I get home. You know, but the bike blew out. And I'm just like, no way, ain't no way. So like full blowout, like full blowout, like it was loud, like like a car tire, like blue. I'm like, what happened? So anyway, we had to hike. We had to take Push walk the bike all the way up this hill, all the way back to the start and to, to load up and miss the entire event. And me and her were talking on the way, like, what are the odds of this? You know, and I'm just like, man, this is crazy. So we did miss the first. We started, but we didn't finish the, the first uh, bike today. But we did uh, go to one here yesterday down in Galveston Beach, which yes. was really fun. It was, uh, it was about 30 to 40 people that came out, you know, and we just hit the beachfront. You know, uh, it was really nice. And we we had uh, had brunch after we got done riding. We went back to Yaga's, uh, which is, a, I do recommend Yaga's there in, in Galveston. It is had excellent brunch menu. Uh, you know, we had a great time, great fellowship. Uh, so it was, it definitely was needed. Yes. So if you're a married couple out in the Houston area, um, Tristan and Cece are their name, the Suttons. They are, they've got into doing these events for married couples and finding a safe way to connect married couples in the Houston area. I know there's a brunch in November, right? Yeah, um, doing a trip in February. Yes, another bike ride, and then they're planning for a a um, social distance safe couples trip. So mm -hmm. if you have not connected, definitely connect because, uh, like I said, we met some awesome people and had a lot of fun and adventure, <laughs> including yeah. the pop tire. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, which even with that, we pushed the bike back and talked and laughed. You know, on the way back to the truck, you know, didn't you know? She was try trying to keep me calm. I'm usually one of like really. <laughs> And she's like, babe, don't blow up. I, I'm smiling in front of these people. Like, hey, they like, everything all right? Yeah, everything's great. Everything's great. We, we'll be right back. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. Everybody looking at us like, I'm like, oh, my Lord. It's we funny. Walking back the opposite direction. Everybody's still passing. Hey, Y'all good? Yeah, we good. We great. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because the whole point, the, the thing that even the event uh, coordinators kept saying was there was a chance to connect with your babe and just enjoy. So I told him, I was like, well, look, babe, we still get to hang out together and connect. So, you know, mm -hmm. we did that on our one mile hike back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So God works in mysterious ways. Huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> but yesterday we was ready. 
my yeah, you know, I got a I got a new whip. Um, my new bike. Uh, new, so we, got you a new bike. Yeah, I got a new bike. So we made sure we had our air in the tires, the appropriate air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we had so much fun. So we even said we want to go back to Galveston and ride around because we had always just went to the seawall and going through the city was it was really nice. We saw yeah, a lot of stuff that nice. we didn't yeah. know was there. Yeah. So other things about dating during the pandemic is there's always the opportunity to do dinner dates. We love, love, love those. Um, yeah. We went to Raw um, a little bit ago. They have awesome happy hour food and drinks. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's, of course, our, there's a spot that we go to that has live music, uh, called sugars mm -hmm. and their food is really good. They're a black owned establishment and yeah, I recommend um, sugars in Missouri city. If you're in yeah. Houston, check them out. They have live entertainment on the weekends, Friday and Saturdays. Yes. Yes. So, good food, soul food, Cajun food. Sorry, babe. Cajun oh, food. Okay. I'm putting the plug in for, plug uh, in. the owner's name, uh, I think her name is B. BB, I think is her name, but a uh, very nice lady. Um, so yeah, check it out. Sugars, uh, Cajun cuisine in uh, Missouri City. A little plug there, unofficial plug. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's really good. And we've been going there often. Of course, it's always the amazing turkey leg hub. When you come to Houston, you got to go. Like you're not gonna find a turkey leg like this. And they do have social distancing, even though the lines are crazy. Um, so we definitely enjoy there. And there's just other places. We're we look, my husband is a true foodie. I'm a foodie yeah. by association. <laughs> yeah, I'm a foodie and I'm spontaneous. So I, if I see a commercial and it look good, you about got me wrapped. I'm like, babe, let's roll. <laughs> My kids even know, they're like, show daddy this commercial. We'll be going there. <laughs> True. So look, going to the kids, talking about other things that we, you know, what we've been up to is the, uh, we have, of course, it's a transition. We have a daughter in college. Let me tell mm. y'all. First of all, we really ain't that old, but it's always kind of crazy sometimes yeah. to think about having an adult kid. Yeah, no, right. It's yeah. Every time she she's been home a couple times and she's uh she's in Baton Rouge, which that's actually where I'm at right now while we're not beside each other. Um, her driving like four and a half hours by herself, you know. So I'm a, I'm a snitch. She came home because of the hurricanes, right? And she went in the refrigerator and she was like, do y'all have sour cream? Who is y'all? <laughs> what about us? Do we? It was y'all because she has her My own My wife home. had a moment. She had a moment right there. She, <laughs> she almost started crying home. behind. I'm like, babe, she don't live here anymore. Like, you know, like, why would she say that? I'm like, get it together. Look. <laughs> I wasn't ready. So it's odd because your kids grow up so fast. It happens yeah. so fast. So Armani will be in high school next year. Elena will be in middle school. And like, we'll be empty nesters before we know like 47, it. 47, yeah, 47. So it's like, you know, make sure you cherish your moments as a family because like them growing up literally like happens like this and you don't realize it till it's like, dang, I have yeah. an adult child. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, I, I tell all my kids, you know, enjoy, you know, being a child because when you become an adult, dress rehearsal is over. You know, right now, you know, you being young and, 
able to kind of, you know, do what you kind of want to do, try out different things without it costing you a lot of, a lot of money or financial, you know, heartache. Uh, so I tell, you know, tell them all the time, you know, use this time wisely, you know, get in as much as you can get involved in because you never know what you might like, you know, but now, you know, that Ariana's older, she's, you know, she had to leave the nest, you know, so we hope and we pray that God has favor on her life and he will, you know, uh, on her life as well as he's had favor on ours, you know, so just got to let them spread their wings, baby. <laughs> Even though, like I said, I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I think our youngest daughter is definitely probably taking it the hardest though, because I don't think they realize how close they were until Ariana left. So she video calls her several times a day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, my son is like chill, but you know, he'd be all excited when Big Sister come home. So it is, um, it's definitely. It's, it's different. It's different, yeah. It, it's almost like a piece is missing, you know, and it's getting, like I said, time heals all things, you know, and it, it gets a little easier to accept it. But, uh, you know, when she first left, it felt like, you know, the house was missing something, which it was. It was just a piece of almost like your soul missing, you know, 18 years of life, you know, and, we, you know, raise her from a baby, you know, and just being there all the time, um, you know. So it was a lot. It was different. It was different for us, but hey, it was. It is life, part of life. But I think you always wonder as a parent, you know, am I preparing them for life? Am I telling them the things that they need to know? And I remember even my husband saying when Ariana was before she left, was like, man, babe, I feel like there's so much I still need to tell her, you know, is, did I, you know, did I get everything, you know, did I miss something? And you just have to trust that you've instilled in them the principles that they're going to need in life. Um, we definitely, Thanks. yes, have been avid about teaching our kids how to pray. Um, throughout their childhood because at the end of the day all I can do is give you back to God and that's 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 it I you know we you know try to teach them you know diversity and different things about life because life isn't this you know easy thing it's 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 a whole spectrum mm -hmm. um out there right. and and seeing them as seeing them grow up you you begin to see okay I, I've, I've done my part. If they need me, they can, you know, call and ask and we'll continue from there. Mm -hmm, yeah. God, God's arms is longer than ours, you know, so you just have to trust him and, you know, that's all you can do. You know, yeah. let his will be done is all you, you can pray, you know. Yes. No. Somebody asked us out in the comments about what type of bikes do we have. So my husband has a Huffy mountain bike um, mm -hmm. and it does, um, uh the mountain road bike. mountain off road bike and yeah off road and on road and then i have a schwinn um it's a fitness bike and it does like pave is good for the pavement and stuff um you can find now bikes are back in stock <laughs> at first it was hard um mm -hmm. to find a bike now as we continue we said we want to invest in like the really good good bikes the you know yeah. light alloy the bikes yeah, we that way we can go 20, 30 miles and not be as fatigued, you know. So, but yeah. those bikes are like three thousand dollars, you know. So, the way my bank account set up, my checking and my saving account, 
But no, it's it's been fun. So if you haven't tried biking, it's definitely something fun and safe to do right now. You can get, you know, your family all involved. Beach cruisers even come with gears now. So if you're a beginner and you're looking for comfort because the seat does make a difference, mm-hmm. um, you can start there. Uh, I know most um, um, stores like Walmart, Target, mm-hmm. Academy, Amazon now have bikes back in stock, so it's easier to find. Um, if you're in Kansas City, Kansas City family, there is some amazing trails there because we actually used to bike when we were in Kansas City too. And we live like off of uh, 90, what's that like 99th and Homes. There's some mm-hmm. amazing trails that runs all the way down from the plaza to <coughs> Olathe now mm-hmm. or beyond. Um, and make sure you got a bike with gears because it is hilly. Um, but it's something fun to do to get out and try. Um, we actually have a friend here from Kansas City, and she even comes over and brings her bike sometimes when we go biking. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, shout out to Shar. What up, Shar? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely enjoy doing that as well. So, want to go into the uh, some of the other things that we wanted to talk about today. Um, so, one of the questions that I had, babe, I want us to talk about is. Do you think what it means to, uh, what do you think it means to be a good wife or husband? Uh, let me whoo, rewind. Do you think what it means to be a good wife or husband has changed over the time that we've been together? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think your perspective on marriage, you know, I mean, we have been together, you know, um, through high school, since high school, you know, kind of off and on, we dated, you know, we kind of split up a little bit, you know, um, you know, we took breaks several <laughs> different times, you know, I jack up, she gone, no, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but man, yeah, Dang but uh, I, I think the respect of marriage has definitely, definitely grown, uh, we've matured into uh, this marriage, you know, we've been through a lot of different things, um, a lot of, you know, crazy things uh, but through it all I think one thing that I've taken away I will say I've learned is that friendship is key into a healthy marriage and also finding something to laugh about you know uh, we both have a great sense of humor uh, we both have a great prayer life we're not perfect at all. I jack up all the time you know but God I thank you for his mercy and his grace uh, that sustains us. Um, but I think, you know, as I, we matured into this marriage role, I think it's very key to say that friendship is 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 very vital um, because sometimes, you know, the way it's painted as marriage, sometimes it can feel, it's a, it's a job. It feel like it's a job. It pulls on you. Even, you know, when you don't feel like it, you know, you still got to be father. You still got to be, you know, a husband. You still got to go to work. So sometimes it's like another added thing, like, oh, uh, got to do this. I got to do that. But if you can remain friends and y'all can find something that y'all both enjoy to do uh, and just do that, you know, in the time that you get tired, do what you guys, you know, go back to a baseline. My baseline is, okay, we both like to ride bikes. We both like basketball. We both like to watch sports. Do that, you know, and forget about being for temporarily forget about actually, this is my wife. This is my friend. Hey, what's up? You know, homie, you know, you know, you want to go <laughs> grab a drink or something, you know, like forget about the actual role that oh, I got to be this strategic 
husband, thou should not do this, thou should, you know, that, that feels like a chore. But when you can have fun and it's very liberating just to enjoy one another. So I can say that we've matured, you know, in, in that area. So yeah. it has changed. It has changed because we, we had to, we had to get there. We had to grow through some things to get there. So. Yeah. I, re I remember the, the younger me was definitely, and I even remember when we had disagreements saying that you, my husband, so you supposed to. Yeah. She used to hit me with that. I'm like, man, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> did and it's like who said this like yeah. really he at the end of the day um realizing your spouse is not obligated to live up to these standards that you're setting in your mind because you will set yourself up for yeah. failure trying to make somebody someone they're not and then yeah. when somebody show you the real them, believe it. Be in, yeah. And I think that one of the things as we've grown <clears throat> and evolved in marriage and, you know, we've, we've been um, together for so long, we literally grew up together. So, you know, we had to mature, expand our thoughts, um, meet new people, um just continue to grow and realize because I will say that I'm a very fortunate woman when it comes to um some of the things in my marriage that even I see and hear other people like my husband helps me like we're we're truly a team my husband will help cook he will help me around the house. My husband is taking the kids to doctor's appointments, help them enroll in school. Um, and that's not something that everyone does. And these are things that I appreciate and I love about him because that's, we truly function as a team. Um, and sometimes I also notice over the years, and I actually, I think I told him this the other day is that sometimes you could be so accustomed to, you know, oh, that's just what they do, that um, you don't show the appreciation um, and say it out loud, even though you do, sometimes mm -hmm. people need to hear it, you know, right. and I've tried to do a better job at making sure I'm communicating with him um, the different things that he, you know, does that, you know, that I appreciate, because I know um, learning each other love language is even something that over the last year we've talked more about um, yeah. about what makes us feel loved or that we care because at the root of it we know that we look, <clears throat> we Bonnie yeah. and Clyde but yeah. hearing it and feeling it in the way that works for us makes all the difference in the world yeah I want to talk about like the love language um um if I can be, if I can share it, babe, uh, you know, our love language is, is different. It's totally, I don't know if you've ever read the book, Love Language, but it's a great book. I forget who the author is. Um, but uh, our love languages are different. And we just really, I just really kind of verbalized it here, you know, maybe, if, maybe what, a few months back ago. Mm -hmm. I'm like, babe, my love language, like my wife's love language, she's very touchy. She's very public affection. She, and I'm not clingy. I'm not, that's just not me. I'm not, I have to work on that. That's that's something that I work on. My love language is uh, being spontaneous and surprising her and doing things, you know, like helping. Like, hey, babe, I cook. Oh, babe, you cook. Oh, I, that makes me feel good to, you know, just I went in there and I did it, you know, or I go to the store and I get something. 
and I bring her something back. Babe, I got your favorite, you know, candy or whatever. And just to see her happy, that's my love language. That's what I, I'm a giving person, you know. So we really just talked about that a few months ago, like, you know, because she'd be like, babe, you are, I'm like, uh-uh, you know, it's like, she's real, she wants, she's bubbly, and you know, first thing in the morning, she's excited, and I'm like, babe, go back to bed, or something, she ready to just, I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, <laughs> so I have to sometimes just, all right, cool, she, that's what she needs, sometimes I have to humble myself and say, all right, be a little touchy feely, you know, like give her 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 high, and then you can go on. <laughs> it's fun. It's so funny, but it works. And it was it was almost like an aha moment happened with both of us after all these years and being frustrated when it was it was just yeah. You feel like you didn't want me when I didn't like hey, you know. Mm-hmm. So she had to learn it. No, it's not. The, no, that's not the case. I'm that's just not my personality. I'm not a clingy person. I'm kind of an independent person. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And it's funny because look, I, I'll I'll admit it here. Our youngest, <laughs> she is, she is definitely the touch feely type of, clingy. and they always tease you like she act like you, she act like you. She does. Uh, that's that's our love language and yeah and we're just you know these bubbly outgoing never know you know we we'll try we'll try stuff at least once and you know go from there but us getting to that place of communicating those things when I tell you made all the difference it made all the difference because if you're only talking in your language in your head, your interpretation of how that other person feels is room to allow the enemy to take your thoughts down a whole different path. And this person like, whoa, 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 they ain't even how I was feeling. And you just running off in crazy la-la land because again, all of us think different unless you talk about that you can never get to that place of understanding with each other. And like I said, even during like the last year, even more during the pandemic, these are the type of conversations that we've had and we've been married. It'll be 16 years in December. Um, So that's good stuff. If you have not checked out the love language book and I'll find the author, it's a good book to to start at. um, And just even just start talking. You know, asking because yeah, that's change. You know, yeah. Does that bother you when right? I do this? You know, does that offend? And it's okay for them to not agree. Like, no, that bothers me. They don't get offended as if they don't want you anymore, or like they, they would rather be somewhere else. It's just like, oh, that's just not them. Okay, cool. And you, you know? grow and you change. It's like you know, if if they like pork chops when you was seventeen, you know, when you was 20, 21, you know, we don't eat pork chops no more. So I'm not fit to go to the store and cook pork chops when that ain't what we, you know, it changes. And that's okay. All of yeah. us change and, and grow and evolve. <laughs> yeah. And it's just supporting each other through the growth. Yeah. I, I read like- somewhere every 10 years, you, you actually change every, every uh, 10 years you change something, something changes. And you just have to grow with each other. You know, I know earlier on in our marriage, we, we didn't understand that because I felt like, you know, when we first moved, I felt, and I'm going to be a little candid, I felt like, you know, my wife was trying to control me, but even though we were girlfriend and boyfriend, so I rebelled a lot, you know, I'm like, oh man, I just, you know, I just That's graduated crazy. high school and prepared. she was always clingy. She's like, want me there. I'm like, man, you know, I'm trying to break free, not understanding. I just didn't understand, you know, she was at, at a different level. So, 
like I said, I said all that to say, you know, sometimes it's just, just growing through some things. You know, you make some mistakes. I made some mistakes. She made some mistakes. But we still remain friends and we were able to forgive and to grow, continue to grow. Yes. And that's the big part. Forgiveness is like one of the roots of a strong marriage. I would definitely say forgiveness, friendship and communication are like the roots of any strong relationship, period. Um, yeah. going, uh, going on to the next question, because I know time is winding down. Um, so what has been, what do you feel like, babe, has been the best part of marriage so far? Hmm. No, that's a good um, Yeah, I think we kind of hit on it, though. You know, I mean, it's just the growth part, you know, just growing and, you know, um, continuing to learn each other, you know, giving each other space when needed, you know. Um, I think the best part is really, you know, the, the thing that I admire about my wife, she's a, she's a very prayer, she's a prayer warrior, you know, and yeah, at first I didn't, you know, I didn't understand, you know, her calling, you know, I was young, but she is a faith prayer warrior and she's kept me grounded, you know, in some, some crazy times, you know, she's kept me sane and, you know, kept me calm, you know, when I, you know, have anxiety or, you know, fears or don't know what to do the next move, you know, um, so I think the best part is learning her gifts, learning her strengths and helping cultivate, being a part of the solution and help pushing her forward versus trying to hold her, pull her back because I'm not understanding what's going on. You know, so the best part is just growth and learning. Mm. That look, that fit, that that hit different. Thanks, babe. <laughs> um, so what pieces and we've kind of talked about this um a little bit but going into that deeper what pieces of advice would you give to your to yourself uh to your just married self man so many <laughs> lessons I, I mean we we take another hour talking about that you know i've learned so many hard lessons i'm like lord i'm so hard headed <laughs> i man. think i think for me it would definitely be be open to listen because all of us are the way we are because of our journeys. Mm. Um, say, say what you're feeling because can't nobody read your mind. Right. Oh boy. You're getting some stuff thinking people can read your mind. They can't self-talk. Yes. That self-talk is terrible. Um, and then, you know, we were young when we got married, very young. And in hindsight, if that person is truly who you're supposed to be with, allow the relationship to run its course and you'll get to where you're yeah. supposed to be. Don't force things. Yeah. yeah. You said something right there. You know, like you said, you when you try to force things, God has his timing as well. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that's a valuable lesson. Like, hey, you know, don't force it. Cause like I said, we've been through many trials. We, we, you know, we've broken up several times, you know, cause we get in our, inside of our head and, you know, things like that. And I don't, I don't mind sharing it, you know, because I've healed through it and I've healed from it. You know, uh, you have to forgive yourself too. You know, that's yeah. a huge thing that keeps you, uh, you know, in bondage, you know, you have to forgive yourself. Um, so yeah, that's good, babe. I think, you know, that's a big, huge key. Don't force anything. Allow God to do his thing. And if it is to be, it will happen. Yes. If not, it won't. 
Yes. And, and you have to be okay with that. Yes. And then the thing is that there is no such thing as any perfect relationship, especially not no marriage. We no. because we're dealing with imperfect people. Mm-hmm. And anyone that wants to make make it seem like, oh, we have this dream and all together. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, they lying to you. Trust me, they lying. They say their marriage is perfect. They got it all together. Yeah, you don't find a lie. <laughs> right. Oh, and yeah. adding to that, I actually recently read this quote that says, stop saying marriage is just a piece of paper. So is money. But you still get up every day and work hard for it. And it was about mm-hmm. unknown person. And that right there is big. Because mm-hmm. someone told us early on, you have to get up and fight for your marriage every day. Yeah, it's, you do. It's, you know, it's easy to give up. It's easy. <clears throat> if you stop going to work, guess what? That money going to stop coming in. The mm-hmm. same with marriage. If you stop working for your marriage, it's going to fall apart. Yeah. And, and nine times out of ten, those same issues that you may have carried from here, it'll transition to the next because you have to be whole in yourself. Mm-hmm. to be whole together yeah so that and you, you gotta, can hold each other up go ahead babe i'm sorry but i don't mean to cut no, you no, off. No. um and you have to tailor make tailor make your marriage to yourself it's just like a custom suit you know if i get my suit custom made for me it won't fit you you know so you have to kind of keep people out of your business you know to a certain extent and allow you guys time to work it out together you know because a lot of everybody got input you know, you know, a lot of unqualified people have a lot of input about a lot of different things. <laughs> don't, if you don't believe me, turn the news on, watch TV. You're like, you can't even play. You, but you, you t- talking about LeBron James, which is my my guy. But you know, and you can't shoot. But uh, but anyway, you have to tailor make it to yourself, custom fit. So it's no cookie cutter. You can't look over the fence and say, oh, they doing this. I'm gonna do that. That's, that's what we need. No, you you got to communicate and talk and find out, you know, what your spouse, your partner loves and what they need, their love language, identify what makes them happy and and don't be don't expect anything. Don't don't get upset when they don't agree with you. It's like, "Oh, okay. That's what you like. Okay." And you just have to compromise. Marriage is a big compromise. You have to learn and grow. That's my motto. You learn and you grow. If you ain't learning, you dying. Yes. So. And I think another thing is also, what you said, babe, about putting people in your business. There are some things that you just got to be able to take to God. There are people that has, you know, come along our path that we're able to, you know, be that safe haven and communicate with. But some things you got to take to God and keep it between you and your spouse to be able to grow because you may be forgiving, but yeah. your family and your friends may not. Yeah, and there you done tore up your your marriage where you done forgave two weeks ago and this two years down the road and they still tripping off something that you like man I forgot that even happened so mm-hmm. you have to be you have to be conscious of that the other thing is choosing your relationships and your friends now we have some single friends we have married friends but all of our friends they respect our union 
you know, they, they, they respect, you know, they respect who we are, you know, we, we, who we are inside our house, outside our house, anywhere. And that's another big part of it. Surrounding yourself with people that's going to, you know, respect your marriage. If you got that person in your year, I wouldn't put up with that. I wouldn't, you, is you even married? What? I mean, what's going on? Mm -mm. (laughs) You you have to be conscious of that because that energy in itself can damage your marriage when it doesn't even have to. Um, so going on and getting ready to kind of seal this thing up. Um, what's your number one piece of advice, babe, you would give uh, for a successful marriage? Um, hmm, that's a good one, babe so much you know if i had just one thing be honest be honest with yourself uh be honest you know with your spouse or your you know whoever you know um and be open you know be open you know and before getting married you know talk about certain things you know be candid you know talk about your past get it all out you know um Talk about your finances, talk about how you want to raise children, how many children, Uh, you know, um, marriage counseling is definitely um, something that can help, Um, but it's nothing that a marriage counselor, he's not going to be able to tell you everything, you know, some things you're just going to have to grow through. Um, Be forgiving because there will be a lot of mistakes made, you know, Um, yeah, uh, so that was a good one, babe. You kind of hit me with that one. So much that you can, you know, so much advice. And, uh, and surround yourself, you know, once again, surround yourself with friends. You know, if I think of my top five friends now, they all play an intricate role in my life. You know, um, they each have, they bring value to me. You know, they add value. You know, when I need to talk about, you know, when I need to get something off my chest, I know who to call. When I need to, you know, uh, make the, uh, the right investment, the, the best financial move, you know, I know who to call, you know, it's just, it's just surrounding yourself with people that can add value to not only yourself, um, but to your family, you know, so. Yes, I would, I would definitely want to add to that, and Babe touched on it about the counseling, um, we've done marriage counseling um, ourselves through the years, and it is, it's, it's a great part to have, to have that third party that you can bounce your thoughts off on that is non-biased. Um, even now, we still, we usually go with like once a year, we call it our scheduled maintenance visits, you know, because sometimes you just got to talk to somebody else. Um, but that communication is so, so big. And being, you know, being friends, connecting on a different level because, beauty fades um money comes and goes you know but at the end of the day children you raise them and they become grown and gone and mm. after that happens who are you guys together mm. yeah you know yeah. who will you roll over and be like man i'm glad you're here or oh you make me sick <laughs> <laughs> Don't nobody want to live like that. That is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I am blessed that I can roll over to my best friend every single day and 
you know, I know when we get older, we just go, we go travel and live it up. Cause that's another thing that we enjoy doing, just, you know, enjoying <laughs> each other. So babe, did you have any closing thoughts? No, no. no okay. Thank you for having me, you know, sharing your platform, having me on, uh, you know, I pray for your success. I know God is, is definitely, uh, multiplying, you know, you greatly. And, uh, I'm proud of you, you know, and, uh, just keep pushing, baby. Thanks. Thanks. So thank you guys for tuning in to be you live for marriage moments. Again, I'll bring my, my, you know, handsome, <laughs> handsome husband out at least once a month to talk about marriage <laughs> moments, um, because it is a huge part of who I am. And again, I didn't say it in the beginning, but be you live, uh, uh, mission is of course to always provide relevant thought provoking insightful information about life ways to unlock our unlock ourselves and fully embrace being you and of course in marriage you have to fully be you individually to be whole together so i hope that there is something that I was like all that, yeah. <laughs> i hope that there was something said tonight that really helps or resonate with your soul or something that you can try um if you're you know need support or got questions definitely hit me up we would love to be able to answer any additional questions you have if we missed any um and again i am blessed to share this life with you babe i love love you so much but guys thank you so much again for tuning in with marriage marriage moments with the joneses on be you live but always always remember to be you thank you guys Peace.